The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat Mary. Welcome back to the top of the second hour of National Intel Report live on Republic Broadcasting Network, Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio, Patriot Nation Radio Network, and anywhere else you find the program. It is now 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. Now, what is that? May 11th. And I'm supposed to have a guest joining us, but he hasn't shown up yet. So we'll see how that goes. It's a good thing I have lots of notes of things I haven't gotten to, just in case he doesn't show up. But first, we got JR in Georgia, who was kind enough to wait on hold over the commercial break. Welcome to the show, JR. Uh, thank you for having me this evening. My pleasure. Not at the stroke of midnight, this country is going to change dramatically. It's already changed in the past 48 hours, if you believe some of the reports that are coming in from the border that's being reported by the War Room Bannon's website, because apparently there are no other networks down there covering this except maybe Fox. The thing we're facing here in this country, yes, sir? I was going to say, yeah, you're right. None of the, uh, you know, big companies, the big media companies, cover anything that might might make their god in the White House look bad. Fox no, covers big, it, but the, I don't the, even think the, I don't even think Fox does really gets into it. I mean, they they cover it a lot, but I don't think they get into how bad it really could be. Well, what we're facing is. This is this is the beginning, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the beginning of the demise of this country if this is actually executed this evening. Because I'm going to give you a little bit of information. Most of these people, 90% of them, that are crossing our borders this evening cannot read or write in their own language. Number two, we are about to enter into a national recession. The state of Georgia, income tax revenues fell 16% for the month of April. Where are these people going to work? How many damn landscape companies do we have in this country to employ an individual who cannot speak English? How many rows of corn can they pick when they got machines picking the corn? Right. I mean, and let's, I saw a statistic recently. I don't remember the exact number, but I'm going to, I'm going to ballpark. I want to say it's somewhere around 2% of, of the illegal immigrants do field work, which is what everybody claims they're here for because they're going to do the jobs Americans won't do. Um, yeah, you, you know what? I got a butthead butt congressman here in the state of Georgia, Johnson, 
who said Guam was going to turn upside down because there's too many damn people on the island. When is this country going to wake up, bro? Yeah, I remember him. I remember that was hilarious. I, you're the second caller that has brought that up to me at, while I'm on air. I need to get that sound bite because that is hilarious. And if you haven't, the congressman asked, too many people get on the island of Guam, is it going to tip over? That's, oh my God. We yeah. are in. You can't have a country without are, borders. I'm borders, sorry, language, and culture. No, it's all right. There's a delay between us. It happens. I understand. We, you cannot have a country without borders. The United States paid to build the wall around Israel. Right now, the United States is sending billions of dollars to the Ukraine, basically defending the Ukraine's border. Why is it that our government in our country will pay to defend borders around the world, but will not defend our own? Well, you know, that's almost a hypocritical type of statement because we often talk a time we talk a lot about these world global globalists. Mm-hmm. And you've got certain countries that actually do build walls around their country, but they're anti globalists, except for the case of Israel. You gotta remember this. Israel was one of the most hardcore COVID-19 vaccinated nations in the world, Israel. They were calling for third and fourth boosters long before any other countries in the world. And let me say this, where you want to look to and who may be doing it the right way, you may disagree with me, that's fine, but you you look at the countries of Hungary, Poland, 98% 98% white, Anglo-Saxon. They do not allow immigration from the Middle East or any other country. None. I'm not against. I'm not against immigration. I am against unvetted. Everybody and their brother come in. If you're willing, I don't care what color you are, what language you speak, whatever. If you're willing to come here and adopt the American way of life and learn English and fit into our society and support our society, welcome. Good to have you. My family came here in the 1900s, like 1912-ish. Yes, sir. I'm I'm a third-generation Italian-American. My family came here, and my great-grandparents immediately stopped speaking Italian. When they got here, they said, we're in America now, we speak English. And my great aunts and uncles and grandparents had to translate everything for my great grandparents because they were just too old to learn much English. That's how well, that it was, was back that was then. Something you, well, well, say this, I'll say this. That was a part of your culture, your family history. That should not been disregarded. I respect that. Of the Italians, the Spanish, the Germans retain that natural language. I understand that I, and I, I respect wish, it. I wish I could have. Uh, I wish they would have kept it. 
and I would have learned it, you know, passed down through the family as a second language. But but the fam but my family came here and they wanted to be American so bad that that was an outward sign that they could do to prove that they're not Italian anymore, they're Americans. Well, the, this is precisely why we had the 40-year suspension of immigration. Because mm-hmm. this country recognized at that point in time in history, in the 1960s, that these immigrants were not assimilating. They were not becoming what we would identify as American. Thus grew into every culture, every community, every region, it's like here in metro Atlanta. There are certain streets you can drive down where every damn sign on the street is damn Korean. Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. They ain't the first damn sign in English. Folks, this country is buff foobar. And I hate to say this. It's going to take something greater than just voting. To change it. I, I think we're because at a tipping I, point, for sure. And I've taken, I think I've taken up enough of your time. I've displayed enough anger because I don't know what to expect when I wake up tomorrow morning and see the fiasco that is going on at this border. And this country, I don't know if we have the capability of recovering from what's about to happen to us over the summer of 2023. It is so stinking bad. And I don't know how many Americans have their heads shoved in the sand, being fooled by, oh, we just want to love other people. We're humanitarians. You know what? God dropped me out of a woman who was born American. I wasn't dropped out of a woman born in Peru or Chile or Ecuador or El Salvador or Panama. I came out of an American woman. So I've got an attitude. That attitude is my rights were given to me by my Lord God in heaven. And I'm sick and tired of being told I'm a racist, a homophobe, a hater. No, brother. I didn't have a choice to be born into the world the way I was. But by the grace of God, I was born American. And not only that, a goddamn Confederate. I'm sick and tired of these sissies that populate this country. You know what? You done lost it. Now you're going to have to fight for it. We're going to see what you got. We're going to see what kind of spine you got. Because you're going to have to fight for it all, all over once again. We're going to see what you're made of. JR, you're starting to touch on topics that I was actually going to talk about next. So I think that's a good point for me to say goodbye and thank you for your call. I'm sorry to take up too much of your time. Thank you and God bless. Hey, you're fine. Love the passion. Call back anytime, JR. I greatly appreciate it. Before I move on to the next topics we still have andrea in oklahoma on line one welcome to the show andrea yes um yes you're bringing the news you're talking about topics so people can think about them 
and and maybe they'll call their representatives <clears throat> that are <gasps> supposed to represent really you as a citizen of your state in Washington and let them know how you feel. Um, I sent you uh, in your lighthouse uh, message. It's Clint Richards was on RBN at a time, and he put together a documentary. And this documentary is very deep, and it, you really have to take some time to wrap your mind around it. But let's just, you know, it's, it is, I guess, about a three-hour. If you have time, maybe on the weekend, I don't know. Um, if you could sit and watch it, it's uh, about our government taking our taxpayer money, and when you buy into the stock market, be it Apple, be it uh, <clears throat> any and all, of uh, 100% of all the stock market, because they have a lot of money, and they've been investing it for years upon years upon years. And it isn't just our government. It's every town, every police department, every little, you know, you name it. It's called the Corporation Nation, and what we're so highly invested. Uh, not only did he do this uh, with the corporation nation, there uh, the pensions that people were denied. Uh, evidently, the corporations or the government bought those uh, pensions and has put money in it, and it has grown that money. So, in in the last moments of the corporation nation, he indicates how many trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars this government has that's hidden in accounts that could pay off our debt, maybe five times foe. I mean, it's just, it's, um, yeah, it's it's really hard to wrap your your mind around it. <clears throat> and well, the, like the I last said, thing is, somebody you're breaking up. What? I was gonna say, Hello? Uh, like I said earlier in the show, un, unless we start using precious metals again, our money is worthless. It doesn't matter who has how much where. Like it. Yeah. What it uh, is? The they, thing is. When you've lost everything, if and our government and Biden has thrown it in our face, whenever they've limited the farmers, uh, what they're producing out there, cattle, pigs, chickens, and then they're burning up those plants and going out and saying, oh, there's a disease there, and then killing all these chickens and cows and pigs and stuff. Yeah, that, that, when it gets to where it's nothing, and and you can't, get gas, and, and, and it, it gets so dark. When you don't care, it's like this is the French Revolution. When you have nothing, right. Did you eventually you will build guillotines and you will make the attempt to do something. But it's a shame that it has to wait to that point. Um, because And they do have weapons, but France right now is getting all upset just because they've cut back their uh, retirement to they can't retire at 65 and start getting a pension but yeah it's when it gets so bad we will stand up and be together um you know at this point 
with the vaccine being so deadly and it is killing so many people, we've had genocide right now at that a lot of people still aren't willing to look at. Uh, it, it's got to hit us at all points to where we have nothing before we rise up. And we will rise up. And, and we will do something at some point. Otherwise, we'll die. And what's worse, watching somebody die a slow death or somebody it goes, you know, just like that? I don't know. The latest control, the latest EPA rule, the Biden administration Environmental Protection Agency rule, I think it just came out today. It could have been yesterday about cutting the carbon dioxide emissions of coal-fired electricity plants to an insane level that most of them won't be able to comply with, and most of them will end up having to shut down. Yeah, so, what would people do? With, at, like the same time, at the same time, this White House is shoving electric everything down your throat. Electric yeah. stoves, not gas stoves. Electric cars, not gas cars. Electric heat, not natural gas heat. Electric everything. At the same time that they're shoving electric everything down our throats, they're going to make it so that many of the electric generation stations in our country are going to be forced to shut down and and therefore make the, the cost of electricity go through the roof. Yeah, at but, the exact same time. There, there are people that are trying to sabotage those grids. Now, let's just say, okay, they are. Then what? There's no electricity for nothing. I mean, if they do yep. a real good job on it, we're going to go without electricity. And really, electricity is not your friend. It, it, when you start so, surrounding yourself with that much electricity, you're looking at leukemia. Your body puts out a certain amount of electricity, and it's going to mess up your own electrical positive or negative to it. It's not good for you. I mean, these people, uh, when I work for the Postal Service, the, these some of these uh, places where they have these grids, when the post uh, would reach across from his... Uh, vehicle that he was in and trying to open the mailbox well you're a mailman uh and here in yep. oklahoma and in it was a mustang oklahoma um <clears throat> he would get it would arc he would get an arc because the the the, the electricity uh plant thing right there was just too powerful and all the people in that neighborhood came down with leukemia uh and and all these cell towers are extremely dangerous, and they're putting them right next to fire departments with all those young firemen in there. I mean, they should be, you know, a huge distance away because anytime you have a cell phone, that cell phone's going to, it's a receiver. It's timesing all the, all the, that energy that's from that tower is absolutely Getting you. I mean, it is zapping you so bad. It's so dangerous. So you know, it's coming. They're coming at us whenever it's electric. They're going to kill us one way or the other. And I did go out and buy this book. It's called The Invisible Rainbow, and it is about all the deaths that electricity causes. And as we, I guess, go. I mean, I think you had a guest on there. It was talking about 
uh, how bad electricity was and how dangerous it was. But anyhow, uh, yeah, Europe has kind of scaled back on how intense that they can send that uh, energy into your your phone. So anyhow, it, they're they're getting us at every which way that we can possibly imagine and and ones that we don't even imagine. So um I thank you for your your time and I hope I haven't been too uh, harsh, but <laughs> Anyhow, You're fine, you. Andrea. Thank you very much. Call him back anytime. Bye. Moving on, we got Jerry in Chicago on line three. But first, I want to remind you about Right to Bear Insurance. If you own a firearm, go to protectwithbear.com to get the most affordable uh, carry insurance on the market. Use code Lighthouse while you're there, and I'll save you 10% on the already most affordable carry insurance on the market. So that's Right to Bear Insurance at Protect with bear.com jerry in chicago line three welcome to the show jerry well thank you very much for taking my call the last caller i just wanted to correct her on a couple of things corporation nation was clint richardson's show name back in the day and what she was talking about was something called a capper comprehensive annual financial report now i went up to my local uh uh town and I went to the, uh, the, the the office there, and I says, I'd like to see a copy of the comprehensive annual financial report. And the girl behind the counter had the most evil stare at me. And then she turned to her supervisor, and supervisor now comes to the window, and explains that I have to get it from the county. I said, well, yeah, yeah. so you have one. I'd like but to see it. it yeah. Okay, and she's right. They have investments and everything else like that. And I've been saying something else for for years, and that is, it costs about sixty grand, seventy grand, maybe a little more than that, to get a SUV brand new set up for police. Okay, you're probably going to pay somebody about a hundred and twenty five, hundred and forty thousand dollars a year to go out there and write tickets at maybe the tune of 12 tickets a, a, a session at 100 bucks a piece. You're bringing in $1,200 per shift, per cop. Now, our town, uh, well, I, I grew up here, oh, I was born here, okay? They had two police cars until I was 14 years old. Then they got a third police car. The population of the town back then was approximately 6,700 people. Okay, right now the population is right around 3,100 people. They've got 11 police cars. The town is a half mile by one mile in size, and it's called Hometown Illinois. And if you ever dare to look it up, you have to use a magnifying glass because you're like, holy crap, that is a real small town. Why did, the, why did, why did they go grow Oh, geez, that's that's three, four, four hundred percent. Why did their right, police I, station grow for? And the crime didn't go up. I, you brought up something interesting from from my own memory about my little town, and I'd love to hear somebody else's take on this. So, my little town is about five square miles, and it's all right. So, you know, different 
types of town. It's a borough, which is the oldest classification of town in Pennsylvania. It's five square miles. And if you look around the state and you find another roughly five square mile borough with roughly the same population, well, you come with, uh, I think it's Clearfield is the next comparable one. So I'm in Belfont and there's in Clearfield. We have probably twice the police force they have. But we also have a much lower crime rate. So which came first? Do we have a lower crime rate because we have the bigger police force? Or, you know, was there some other cause? Right. Yes, it's going to have to wait for that because it's break time. Be back in three minutes, my friends. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
Welcome yeah. back. I'm Peter Serafine. It's the final segment of tonight's show. We got 30 minutes left. And Jerry, the last caller, has one more question. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, I'm sorry. You mentioned something about uh, crime. What would you define crime as? Well, to me, it's not really a crime unless it's a violent crime. Or that's not a true. I don't know. There's there's a lot of BS process crimes where there's no victim. I, I don't consider victimless crime to really be crime. Um, I, I just there's a drug problem and other other issues in that other town that I mentioned. Uh, you know, robbery, assault type stuff. Uh, here in my town, like it's 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 got to be one of the safest places in the country. Like I, you never hear of anything going on here. Okay, but they consider crime as a rolling stop. Um, you know, maybe two miles an hour over the speed limit at three o'clock in the morning when nobody's or you're totally sober going to work or coming home from work. Um, that's why they None have those cops. That's why they're writing those revenue tickets. Yeah. And that's a problem. They shouldn't, I mean, the police are, you know, their oath, their, their pledge is to protect and serve. And, uh, when they get that nitpicky, they're not protecting or serving. Okay, and I'm going to give you something that I've been saying since 1984 when my brother joined the police department. They serve their own interests and they protect each other's ass, and that's it. With that, hey, man, you have a great... Thanks for your call, Jerry. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, man. Lynn in Maryland, line five. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Bless your heart. Thank you very much. And we can thank God that it gave me enough time to calm down. Um, I say, he said to Mike, pray, I don't, I don't lose it. Um, and I won't, I won't, don't worry. Um, Remember, we are broadcasting. It. Let's go with a couple facts, because i got a couple things that I want to share. But when it comes to North America, the continent, right? Uh-huh. Do you know we are only 8% of the world population? 8%. Now, not the United States. In the United States. We're actually the second largest country, but do you know in North America what the largest metropolitan city area is? Mexico City? Yes, and it's bigger than New York. There are more Mm -hmm. people there. Now, I understand we have this immigration problem. I get it, but you know what, people? There are not a whole lot of us. And they're not a whole lot of us. You can take up all the guns you want. It might keep people from stealing your food and raping your wife. But when it comes to the weapons, the powers that be have, and they are a bunch of bumblers, let me tell you, they've got weapons we can't fight. And we need to yeah. remember that. Wait, anytime I hear that argument, James Banford. Wait. I mean, our government is not doing well. Lynn, hold on a second. Anytime I hear that argument that you can't stand up against the government, they have you know all oh, no, the weapons. I didn't that- say that. That's not what I said. I talked about weapons. Yeah. Believe me, I was on the phone with Capitol Hill all day yesterday, and my first call before eight o'clock this morning, or about eight thirty, I guess it was, was to my senator uh, this morning. Okay, and it had to do with Shireen. Because today is the anniversary of her murder in Israel. She was an American citizen, and that was a direct hit. And Israel is nothing but a terror state. 
and that's how I feel about Israel. Um, but but there are other things. Saturday night on Ingrid's show, the lady who brought up the thing about uh, you know technology. Everybody, everybody should listen to the archive of that program if you're on the internet and you have access to it. Everybody should listen to it. It's vital. It will explain um, about the strength of, of your phone because and how you can fight it, and it is the only way you can fight it. And Paul was on there. His website is wireamerica.org. WireAmerica.org has all the information you need to know because we don't need to be getting beamed with all of this frequency. It's only meant, and the, and the Communication Act that's, that covers that is only enough strength to power a cell phone to talk on the phone, not for streaming, not for everything else outdoors, just your cell phone so we can fight that. And the other thing is, in Maryland, we can give our FBI agents, because there are some good FBI agents. I mean, I actually personally know one who's fantastic, but there was actually a plot to attack several of our electric, you know, those electric stations, and they caught them before it happened. So, yeah, I give them there's definitely an that. attack going on. There's you know, definitely people attacking the electric grid. We need to be engaged because we matter. But I have something else I want to say, because I heard something last night on the National Intel Report. You know, and I understand people may not like Biden just the same way, you know, I don't care for Donald Trump, just FYI. But when somebody says, oh, good, he's going to be back in office and then we'll have our Fuhrer and everything will be fine, I don't want a freaking Fuhrer. No. You know, I don't want to live with a tyrant running our country. Now, this is bad enough, and it's been bad enough for years, and we need to straighten it up because this is about we, the people. We're the people with the, with the power here, and we need to remember that. And, yes, we need to make a phone call at least once a day. You need to call somebody on Capitol Hill. And just like with you, remember when you talked about the people that were in the D.C. jail? Remember, there was a front-page article about that on the Metro section of the Post within a week of you talking about it. Now, that didn't happen awesome. by accident. That happened because a phone call was made. And it was made and to the I, Washington Post. I don't, I don't know if I, I must, I, I don't know how you're watching or listening, but if, if you are watching the video, I have the switchboard phone numbers to the U.S. House of Representatives on the screen, or I did. Put it back up. Uh, the switchboard for the U.S. House of Representatives. Can you say it for people it's who were listening? 202 Two two four three one two one, and you can look up your member of the house through there and and leave them a message. The That's the will be easiest. Happy to tell you who that person is and give you a phone number, but you can call anybody, not just your senators and and representative. You can call all of them. Okay, right. thank That's, you. So and that much. is the easiest thing that we can do to uh, to to be active in our government. You know, me sitting here talking, you know, it only affects the thousand or so that are out there listening and many of you don't like me and many of you think i'm an idiot so of that thousand let's say you know 500 or left that might be swayed in one way or another but if all of you would just call your representatives that's a start that's something that we can do it's it's free or at least cheap if you if you don't have like you know free calling 
it's still cheap, and we could all do it. And Peter, I wouldn't put a whole lot because of actually it's because of you that that article was on the front page of the Metro section of the Washington Post. If you hadn't done your show about the people in the D.C. jail, the, the prayer vigil picture and the picture of Babbitt's mother and all the people outside the D.C. jail that night, that would have not made the above-the-fold story in the Metro section. That was you, because I wouldn't have made the phone call without you bringing it up. Well, thank you. You're that's, welcome. Thank that's you. One, and Pope, one of the biggest compliments and get away from your technology. Please, God, get away from your technology. Read the battle for your brain, but take it the opposite of what the woman's telling you to do. <laughs> Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you very much for your phone call. Always appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks for calling the post about my uh, coverage for the D.C. jail people. That was really sweet. Anyway, last little commercial break i'm going to give you i i you know i want your support too i want you to support the networks and everything you can support me by going to my website liberty-lighthouse.com and if you go to the shop page click the shop button or liberty-lighthouse.com slash shop i got some really cool t-shirts and bumper stickers and mugs and glasses and stuff you know i i usually sit here and have a whiskey while i'm recording the show and you can get a a whiskey glass and have your whiskey with me and uh, put my logo on it. And that'd make me feel good. Every little bit helps. Greatly appreciate it. Liberty-lighthouse.com. And while you're there, please check out on the blog page my new declaration of we the people to our federal government. Liberty Lighthouse, what talk radio should be. Okay, so the other conversation piece that i was planning on talking about if i if i had time was the whole slippery slope argument mission creep slippery slope however you want to phrase that see we on the right you know we we said back when you know gay marriage was a slippery slope you know what's next and 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 everybody on the left said that we were crazy but what was next now you got men putting on dresses and competing against women and women in sports. Oh, well, those things aren't related. Yes, they are. They're clearly related to anybody with a brain. You can, you can follow the line, right? You got, you, you started out with the, a, les, a gay and lesbian community, and then they expanded to include the bisexuals and became the LGB community. And then they, you know, LGBTQ community because they wanted to add the questioning people and the, the transitioning people and I don't in intersex people now and I don't even know what the last two A's are and the two plus so it's really hard for anybody to say that they're not related when you watch the progression of the letters added to the LGBTQIAA plus whatever community. They're clearly related, and you can see it through time. But how did it start? It started with society allowing gay marriage, and then the Supreme Court allowing gay marriage, and then everybody saying, that's a slippery slope. 
everybody on our side of the political aisle saying that's a slippery slope. And then, of course, it clearly was. Another one that's been in the news a lot lately because of recent events is the abortion slippery slope. So let's go back to Roe v. Wade, right? 1973, I think it was. Roe v. Wade was a Supreme Court case where the Supreme Court decided women women can have abortions legally, but it set up a trimester system and said that moving from first trimester to second to third trimester, government had more interest in whether or not the abortion could be done legally. So in the first trimester, government really had nothing to say about it. Zero, all up to the woman. In the second trimester, eh, government, well, government's got a little bit more influence now. And then by the third trimester, supposedly government was like, nope, it's our choice now. So that was the system that was set up by Roe v. Wade. And abortion was supposed to be safe, rare, and legal. That was the argument made by the abortion people. So what was the slippery slope to that? Well, here it is 50 years later. Abortions aren't rare. The trimester system is completely gone, and some of these states want to allow people to abort their unborn child up to and even after birth. So there's the slippery slope. Over the course of 50 years, we went from safe, rare, and legal, and pretty much only in that first trimester, to anytime we want, whenever we want, however we want, for whatever reason we want. Starts, the same things happened with, you know, the trans agenda. Prior to President Obama and his transgendered bathroom edict, less than one half of 1% of people in our country identified as transgender. Obama. That was what? Eight, ten years ago? Now we've got men putting on skirts and competing against women. We've got men Advertising women's athletic wear. We've got men taking jobs, trophies, awards from women in the name of the transgender agenda. See, the slippery slope argument, the mission creep, if you will, but it applies to almost everything government does. Which is why we had a constitution that was set up to limit government to only do certain things. 
so that this would never be a problem. But of course, men are corruptible. And men, when they get together to form a government, almost always becomes a corrupt government. And they find ways around these things. Gun control is quite possibly one of the easiest slippery slope mission creep arguments to make. I was hoping to have this conversation with Mr. Scott Thompson, but again, he's not feeling well, so he didn't join us tonight. In the 1920s or 30s, whatever it was, when the, the first Gun Control Act of the United States Congress. See, the first acts, the first laws by Congress, you might even say were probably a good idea. Maybe, I mean, there's an argument to be made. I don't agree with them, but there's an argument to be made that maybe the general public shouldn't be able to go out and buy a Thompson 45 caliber, fully automatic gun. Maybe there's an argument to be made there. I disagree, but I'm at least capable of seeing the argument. Delivery by mail, I think it was 1963, when the laws passed, and they said, you know what? No. We can't let you buy a gun from a catalog and have it delivered to your house by the U.S. mail. All right. Maybe that was a good idea. I Honestly, I agree with that one. I mean, unless they're going to pay for the adult signature verification, blah, 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 blah. Maybe that was a good idea. But then... Why should I need a permit to conceal carry a firearm? The Second Amendment to the United States Constitution says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay, to keep. All right, so I own a gun. I have a gun. I keep a gun. To bear arms means I need to have it with me. So... How is a permit not an infringement? Same with a, a background check. Again, I'm not saying I just, you know, background checks, they don't bother me. I can pass them. They don't bother me at all. But how can you say that, that a background check is not an infringement? Or a waiting period. How is a waiting period not an infringement or a permit at all? I mean, some states require you to have a permit before you can buy a firearm. All of those things, by definition, are infringements. But all of those things have been allowed to stand. Because our court apparently doesn't have a spine. I, I say this all the time. 
The U.S. Constitution was written in a way that you and I can understand. Fifty-five people signed the U.S. Constitution, and over half of them were lawyers. But they chose not to fill the Constitution with legalese. They kept it simple for we the people to understand. Because we the people had to ratify it. Remember, the Constitution was ratified by conventions in the 13 colonies, not by the legislatures of the 13 colonies. So it was written for us. So if the Second Amendment says the right of the people shall, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, uh, almost every gun law on the books is an infringement by definition. Should some of those gun laws exist? I'm absolutely. But that's directly contrary to the Constitution. So how do we fix that? Well, there's an amendment process for that. Oh, but we can't touch that. Nobody wants to amend the Second Amendment. That's how the slippery slope is allowed to exist in the case of the Second Amendment. The Department of Education is another great example of mission creep, slippery slope nonsense. The Department of Education first created in 1865, I think. 1867, maybe? Anyway, the original Department of Education in the 1860s was set up to basically judge where the education system was in each state post-Civil War. It was just a report. They were just supposed to gather information so that we knew where it was all going where education was working and where it wasn't. But now, now the Department of Education provides funding, student loans, nutrition guidelines, tuition rules. Uh, it's all there. All controlled by an unconstitutional Department of Education. Francis in North Carolina, welcome to the show, my dear. Oh, boy. Hey, young man. Um, you realize why they have to have a uh, permit for a, a concealed uh, carry or whatever, and it's not just because of, what was the other thing? A, um, uh, I don't remember what the other part of that uh, whole thing was about carrying a concealed per, uh, permit. There was another part of that that you mentioned. Some states require a permit just to buy a gun. Okay. Well, for one, you realize what that's for, right? They have I understand. To make, I don't understand make, how it's legal. Well, they have to make money off of that purchase, even though you made your purchase. They have to make money off of that. So basically, they're acting like a, um, oh, what's it called? Um, King George? Uh, you what? They're acting what? like King George. Well, you can say that. I was thinking more of a uh, loan sharking. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean... Get my cut. <gasps> get that's their, it. Their, ooh, that's the federal government is the big guy. 
<laughs> I mean, they got to get their cut out of what you paid for and got. So that way they're happy, slap happy. But, yeah, they're still going to hit you with who knows what down the road uh, to say that, oh, this is not legal. We need to uh, revoke your permit. Uh, excuse me. But, you know. But I, 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 what's a permit? A permit is legal authorization to do something that is otherwise illegal, just like a license, right? Okay, now you went to another area. What, but, I don't com- what I don't comprehend, mind you, is that for someone who, for example, analogy, is someone who is learning how to drive and they have a permit to start learning how to exercise their driving out on the road because you're using a vehicle. And if you're not using it properly, then you can cause harm not only to yourself but someone else. By the same token, you uh, you get to that, then you end up getting your uh, finally get your license. But what is really the purpose of that? On top of that, whereas when you say about a permit for a concealed carry for a firearm, that's an oxymoron. Well, I mean, let's yeah, right. <laughs> it really is. The whole idea of it being concealed is nobody knows you have it. But I have to tell the government that I have it. Anyway, it, it, it makes no common sense. Logically speaking, I want to look at it like sense. I don't. I, I really don't care. I'll, I'll argue this point with with the most gun grabbing lefty out there. You have to admit that almost every gun law on the books is an infringement by definition, and therefore, therefore, unconstitutional. Yeah, we've we've allowed them to stand. Many of them are probably a good idea, probably should have such laws, but just because we should have this law doesn't mean that it's legal. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a funny analogy, not going to let you fly, is that whenever I'm out in public and I see that someone uh, happens to be uh, carrying on them, uh, whether it's a a regular civilian or someone who works for a um, uh, a bank, what do you call it, Moose Fargo or who knows what banking uh, cartel there is, I will go and try to be close as I can to that party. And they ask me, what, what's going on with you? I said, I'm staying close to you because you're you're guarded. I don't have to worry about <laughs> someone coming up and doing a number on me because <laughs> at least you're armed. You know, I don't have to sweat it. Of course, they might find that rather ironically humorous, but you know what? They have the firearm. I don't. I'm good and guarded. And if someone wants to play stupid around me, then they pick the wrong party. So, well, I, go figure. I rarely leave my house without a firearm, except for when I'm working, because the post office won't let me carry. But I, I rarely leave without one. But I recognize that firearms make some people uncomfortable. Because I'm a Pennsylvania State Constable, I have a badge. So yeah. if I'm not if I'm not wearing a jacket or something that will cover my firearm, I usually hang my badge off of my belt right in front of the fire because mm. seeing the gun and the badge combo makes most people feel a little better about it. But yeah. it's, I don't, yeah, I it feel might, bad it might be, it, way. It might be that they have psychological or emotional issues about seeing a firearm because most of the time they ever see or hear of such, whoops. Uh, it's probably because someone is being naughty and using it in an improper fashion. And with that, have a great weekend. Play hard. You too. Thanks for your call. Hey, if you're listening uh, live, 
on uh, Republic Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett. Thanks to Mike, my producer. Couldn't do the show without you, Mike. Thank you for the listeners and callers. You're why we do this show. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. It's the least we can do for the red, white, and blue. We must take America back. We must take America back. For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. I'm Peter Serafine with another Liberty Minute. If you own a firearm, then you need legal protection. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for the most affordable carry insurance available. During 2019 and 2020, there were 34,000 gun-related homicides, 94,000 committed suicide, and 161,000 died from drug overdoses. What does our government focus on? Well, more often than not, gun control. Three times as many people took their own life and five times as many people overdosed. Logic would dictate focus on the biggest killer first and then the biggest killer and so on. These numbers are proof that the government only cares about you and I when there is a partisan political battle to be fought. Why focus on mental health, stability and illegal drugs when guns grab the biggest headlines? that matter, why aren't guns the biggest headlines when five times as many people die from overdoses and fentanyl poisons? The media and our government are both more interested in sensational headlines than actually fixing any problem. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.